Hey Divas, we are so happy you joined us for today's podcast. We are three best friends on a mission to grow closer to God and encourage others to do the same. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for more uplifting content throughout the week. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or if you have any prayer requests. We hope you enjoy the episode. We're coming to you this week. I don't know why I can never think of what to say. From the base. From the base. <laughs> continuing our study tonight on women of the Bible and this week we're going to be talking about Naomi so um, Naomi's story is found in the book of Ruth um, in the Old Testament and um, she's kind of a background character or supporting character I guess in Ruth's story typically how we view her um, but tonight I really want to highlight her and um, lessons that we can learn from from her story so, uh, it starts off by telling us about Naomi and her husband and her two sons and how her sons married two women in Moab. Uh, they were originally from a different country. They were from Bethlehem. And so they had traveled to Moab, um, Naomi, Elimelech, and their two sons. <clears throat> and um, so her two sons had married um, two Moabite women and um, eventually her husband and her two sons both die. And so it leaves Naomi, Ruth, and Orpah, um, all widows. And so Naomi decides that she wants to travel back to her home country of Bethlehem. And um, Ruth wants to go with her and Orpah, Orpah wants to go with her too. Um, but she's trying to convince them to stay in their home country because um, they're young and she thinks that they would be more comfortable around their family. Um, and so Orpa decided that she would stay in Moab, but Ruth decided that she wanted to go back to Bethlehem with Naomi. Um, so Ruth and Naomi travel back there, um, and Naomi actually changed her name to Tamara when she when she came back, which means bitter because she was overwhelmed with grief from losing her sons and her husband, and. Um, you know, they go on to, Ruth goes through this process and ends up marrying um, Boaz, and they have a son named Obed, and so um, Naomi kind of, you can kind of see her grow throughout the story, um, and how her spirits kind of lift, and then once, once she has that grandson, you know, she uh, is kind of happy again and fulfilled again. So, uh, what's some things that kind of stood out to y'all in this story? Um, I think Naomi, you know, even though, you know, she's very upset, you know, like you were talking about, um, and she, she does kind of blames God for, you know, her troubles and stuff, but she says, the Lord's dealt barely with me. Um, but she still recognized that God has a hand in her life. I think it's the biggest thing. It's not that she was just like, there is no God because mm -hmm. of what this um, you know, it may be it may have been wrong of her to place the blame on God, but 
she still recognized that he is the one in control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, she, um, you know, like I can imagine losing my husband and then my, you know, daughters, I mean, all in one. I mean, the way it reads, mm -hmm. it was like, you know, really close together. Um, so, I mean, she was in a very, you know, sad part of her life. And, mm -hmm. but I think like, you know, her outlook on it, like was just, she added more negativity to that negative thing that was happening in her life because she was just like, just like with her name change, you know, change her name to bitter and she just the way you read it she just re, like she just sounds like she's just so depressed and so like I have no hope in a way yeah. mm -hmm. um but then later you know you do see that she she starts changing her outlook on things um and things start getting better for her yeah I mean she definitely um I wanted to read those uh those verses about her changing her name um it's found in Ruth chapter one verse 20 and 21 um, and she said to them do not call me Naomi call me Mara for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me I went away full and the Lord has brought me back empty why call me Naomi when the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has brought calamity against me so Naomi, the, her name actually means pleasant. And so to go from pleasant to bitter, you know that she was like hurting so deeply. And um, I can't, can't imagine that. And so I think that really just like testifies about how much life can change you and how much life can get you down. And, um, you know, you get, can, it's real easy to get jaded throughout all the, the trials and temptations of life. Um, yeah, and I think we can learn a big thing about how to face we're going through tough times, through trials and afflictions and stuff. You know, she kind of said, you know, I'm just going to be bitter about it. I mean, she didn't try. She doesn't seem like she even tried to turn her life around and try to make things better because she just was like, just call me bitter because that's how I am. You know, mm -hmm. and so I think you know, you have to learn to face things with a good attitude because um, we're supposed to, I mean, the Bible tells us to rejoice in our trials and when we face things. Um, James chapter one, verses two and three, he tells us to count it as joy and that, you know, these trials and tribulations produce patience. Um, so, you know, God doesn't promise that when you become a Christian, everything's just gonna be rainbows and sunshines and your life's gonna be perfect because you're a Christian now. You know, he tells us we're going to face hard times. Mm -hmm. And so I think you have to go in with a good attitude about it. Because um, if you're, all you're doing is complaining about everything, nobody wants to be around that. We A lot of us probably know somebody who is like that. Mm -hmm. Who every time you talk to them, it's just the worst thing in the world has happened. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like nothing good ever comes. And when you, you get to the point where you don't want to talk to that person, you're like, what are they going to complain about today? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, everybody's going to face something. So I think if you go in like, well... I'm having trouble with this, but at least, you know, I have my health and I have my family, you know, whatever it is, you know, finding the joy is going to make you have a better attitude too about it, mm -hmm. you know, and it's going to make you want to, I don't know, you know, get through it instead of just dwelling in it. Cause the more, I think the more you complain about stuff, the more you dwell on it, the longer you stay in that, those kind of mm -hmm. situations. I mean, that's how depression works. Like, you mm -hmm. know, when you're in depression, like, 
your brain is like basically, you know, feeding all these negative toxins and like mm -hmm. making you know, you're just yeah. like rotating those negative thoughts over and over and over again. And when you change your thinking um, to positive, like you can bring yourself out of that depression just by the way that you talk to yourself and think yeah. about yourself and think about situations. I mean, and you can, it doesn't even have to be depression. It could be just like your daily, you know, um, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis when something bad happens, um, you know, and it could be something simple, you know, you could look at it and be like, well, it could have been a whole lot worse. Like I'm lucky that it was this or like, wow, okay, maybe, Maybe I learned something from that, you know, and it's just, and it, it, you feel so much better when you look at situations okay. um, and find the positive in them. Yeah, for sure. And I think that um, kind of goes along with, you know, once we become Christians, we, we change our name to, to Christian. And um, when we bear the name of Jesus and we, um, you know, are committed to his teachings, then... Um, and we are saved through salvation and we um, get the Holy Spirit in us. Um, then we get the gifts of the Spirit or the fruits of the Spirit, um, which are the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So, um, you know, the a big one in that is joy. It's, it's trying to f find joy um, through the trials and um, joy and happiness aren't always the same thing so you can be sad and still have joy you know mm -hmm. for sure I think it's interesting that um Jesus used fruits of the spirit like because like fruits um are cleansers like if you eat a bunch of fruits like it's gonna cleanse you know <laughs> the body like that's just what they do and so you know when you put those into your body like when you have joy, love joy peace patience all of those like it kind of it will cleanse the negative out you know in a way like you yeah. just train your brain to just think of those things and not all the negatives so yeah um and then like once you kind of read through ruth's whole journey um naomi's whole journey, <laughs> naomi's whole journey um you come to the the last chapter um which is ruth chapter four and um after after Ruth had her son, um, the women came to to Naomi. Do you mind reading that? Fourteen through seventeen. Yeah. Then the women said to Naomi, "Blessed be the Lord who has not left not left you this day without a close relative, and may His name be famous in Israel, and may He be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age, for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better than you." Then seven sons has borne him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. Also the neighbor women gave him a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. So out of out of these trials and temptations were born um, a son who eventually was you know, had David, who eventually had Jesus, you know, throughout the line. Um, so it's, it's crazy to think how like small thinking we are and how we see like this much of our lives, but God sees the whole thing. So, um, I'm sure, I'm sure Ruth also felt really sad when her husband died 
and then she ended up being the great comes a lot grandmother to Jesus. So, um, you know, out of some of the worst situations come some of the best blessings. So, um, um, and one of the versions I had, um, where you said a close kinsman, um, it said a redeemer. And, um, we hear about Jesus being our redeemer. Um, I'm not sure if y'all use redeemer much in your language, but I sure don't. So I had to Google it. And when I Googled redeemer, it said a person who redeems. That's very helpful, yeah. Google. Thank you. Um, so, so to redeem means um, to compensate for the faults or bad aspects of someone or to gain or regain possession of. So um, when... When we are lost in our sin, um, Jesus is our redeemer because he compensated for our faults and our bad aspects by dying on the cross for us. And, um, you know, when, when we are lost in our sins, we, you know, a lot of times feel lonely or anxious or uh, upset or tired or weak or whatever, but there's so many verses that shows that God compensates for all that. So, you know, he says that he will give us rest and he will provide for us and give us everlasting life, guard our hearts and draw near to us and forgive us and to give us peace and that he'll never leave us. So I think that's just what we need to remember whenever we're ever feeling lost or lonely is that, you know, God's always there for us and, and that he gave his son to die for us. <laughs> All right, we'll just always remember be kind, be humble, and be better and not bitter. <laughs> Bye. Bye.